1: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
2: Hey, welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanitas, and today we're going to talk about buckland versus doe land. Now, some people think that, you know, all deer live in the same place, and wherever there's does, there's going to be bucks, and that's just not the way that it works in the real world. Bucks live in certain areas most of the year that does don't live. And then does live in certain areas that bucks don't live uh, most of the year. And identifying which is which and what's going on will help you understand, you know, deer habitat, deer movement, where the deer are, where they're going to go and how you can hunt them and how you can modify your property to be more favorable for that. So what's the difference? I mean, they all need to eat the same stuff. They all need to sleep in the same places. Well, the big difference is bucks are paranoid, way more paranoid and cautious than does. But it also has to do with the antlers. Um, This is a big one. A lot of people don't quite grasp, right? Bucks shed their antlers every year in the winter time, January, February, maybe March, depends on where you live, but bucks shed their antlers. And then in the springtime, they start to grow back and all summer long, they're growing. And then in the fall, uh, the velvet on the antlers, which is just basically the protective tissue, it's kind of like skin, um, but it's that soft velvet that surrounds the antlers. It has That's where the blood vessels are. That's what enables the antlers to grow. That ve- velvet co- starts to come off. They shed it. They rub it off. And then you have hard bone antlers for the fall, for deer season, for mating season. So the the thing that happens is, deer have these antlers. Bucks have these antlers. When they fall off, they look like a doe. They, they, you know, their life is simple. In the springtime, when those antlers start to grow back, though, that velvet is sensitive. Uh, Through the spring and the whole summer, they've got velvet on those antlers. They can't just crash through the woods, crash through jaggers, crash through vines. You know, that's like, it's very sensitive. That'd be like you just pushing your face through jaggers and vines and stuff. It's gonna hurt, it's gonna scratch that velvet just like it would scratch your face. And it's like they have this sensitive exposed skin all around their antlers. So bucks wanna live in places that are a little roomier, that are softer, that are more spacious, that are more isolated. Because they can't live in some of the, dick, or the the dense, thick, you know, jagger, briar-ridden areas that they would want to because of the velvet. So they need to withdraw some. They need to pull back some. What they can't get from that thick cover, they want to get from isolation or from soft cover, which is what they're looking for. So all summer long, they're going to live in areas that are different than does does just want to live close to the food that's really it does are very forgiving they easily get used to people they easily get used to houses traffic kids walking through the woods hunters Uh, does get used to stuff easily they forgive faster bucks are paranoid they're very cautious they're very careful and they want their distance they don't live in the same places that does do most of the time Now, there are times they may eat in the same place. They may go to the same field. If there's a big farm in the area and they're planted soybeans and does and bucks from all over might come and eat there, but they don't go back and live together. They're just going to the restaurant and they go home to different houses, right? This is is the way it works because of these antlers. Now, in the fall, once that velvet comes off and you've got hard bone antlers, things begin to change for the bucks. They start feeling the mating season coming. They will then leave where they live in search for does. So a lot of people have bucks on their land. And they see bucks through the spring, through the summer, through the early fall. Hunting season comes around. They go out with the rifles. There's no bucks. Like they were here all year, but they're gone. Exactly. That's the way that it works. They go looking for does right if you have bucks on your land all year round you need to hunt them in the early archery season because come rifle season they're going to be gone most likely so you need to, to be mindful of that um, but then they're going to go looking for does but they still are paranoid they still are cautious they still want more cover so they're going to move in thicker stuff they're going to move slower they're going to move more at nighttime they're going to be more cautious than does, than does because they're, they're still this paranoid, cautious personality, so they need to, they're either going to go about their business differently. They may take different trails the does do, or they may parallel where does are in thicker stuff and trying to, to be a little safer to, to, you know, be in cover. May, not always, but may. So you need to be, to be mindful of this. And then what's going to happen is they're going to look for does, they're going to find does, they're going to mate, they're going to be out of their their core ranges for a while, and then the mating season ends, and then they're going to head back home to where they're from. That's usually the way it works. So bucks have summer bedding areas, and then they've got fall and winter bedding areas. And they've got their core range where they live most of the time, their summer range, spring to early fall and then they're gonna leave there or they might start making big loops. Maybe they still live in that area, but instead of spending all day there, they're gonna travel a few miles every day looking for does. They might come back there, they may come back every few days. Their habits are gonna start to change though because they don't live in close proximity to a lot of does, so now they have to go in search of them. The does on the other hand, they don't really change their habits. If there's food there, if there's water there, they're going to stay there. Does will be in the same place all year round. They won't leave unless they have to. Uh, And the bucks will come to them. So there's some truth in the idea that where you see does, there's going to be bucks in the middle of the rut, but that's not where they live. That's not how they live. They're not just around. They may be cruising in, which is the reason why people get a chance at at taking a deer they've never seen before because that deer's out on the hunt. He's looking for does. But at the same time, uh, if you see does, that doesn't mean there's bucks living in that area. That doesn't mean you can you can count on bucks being there at any frequency at any given time, because chances are they're not in the same area. Bucks don't like pressure from people or deer. If there's too many deer around, they're going to get nervous and they're going to to pull back. Even when bucks and does eat in the same place, the does are going to bed real close to it and the bucks are going to bed a few hundred yards further back. They want that space. They want that extra quiet. They, they, they don't want to be around uh, that many other deer. They want that little bit of extra protection. So you have doe bedding areas and you have buck bedding areas. And in the fall and hunting season, it's going to be the same way. Bucks are going to bed somewhere. Does are going to bed somewhere. The bucks are usually in a bed further away from the does, which you're going to bed closer to the food. So if you see food and you see doe bedding area, the bucks are going to be further back than the does. So, and that's during the, that's during the rut. That's when they're, they're coming together looking for each other. So the way that you set up and work this to your advantage, one, it's by maintaining your area for what you want. Uh, some people, they do everything they can to make their property as appealing to deer as possible, and they actually see buck populations go down because the doe populations go up. And more does means less bucks during the year because bucks don't want to be around all this other, all these other animals. They want more space. So if you triple the number of does on your property, chances are your buck count is actually going to go down. So you need to be mindful that you need to manage for that. You need to think about buck bedding areas. You need to think about areas that are further away from the food that you can create cover um, and water and travel lanes and protection and extra screening and things like that. When it comes to the hunting season, you need to be mindful of, okay, are there bucks around? Then I need to hunt them before the rut. I need to get into archery. I need to hunt them early in the season before they start to move around and the good news is if you don't have any bucks on your area you need to they're going to be there looking for the does during the hunting season so you need to think about okay where are bucks going to be when they come here in the fall they're not here now i don't see them during the year but during the fall they're going to come looking for does so how can they make the area more appealing for them how can i make sure there's more cover for them That there's places that they can bed and and they can feel good about it how can i uh create paths and and trails uh, for them and movement areas that have more cover how can i create food plots that have more screening for bucks that that feel comfortable there and so that when they come into the area they say oh this is a good property there's room here there's cover here there's food here there's does here This is what I'm looking for. So they spend more time on your area than other areas. And you you become a magnet, so to speak, for when the hunting season comes around. So it all depends on what your goals are, what you wanna do, um, what opportunities you have, what you can do to the land. A lot of people don't own the land they're hunting on, so they're limited in what they're able to do. But it also affects where you set up. You know, a good hunting stand for does might not be a good hunting stand for bucks because the bucks may not walk the same place. Now they may, but they may, depending on the land and the topography and the cover, they may walk somewhere, travel somewhere where there's more cover. So you need to be mindful of that. You need to think about where where are the bucks going to be traveling? What's What are their travel lanes going to look like when they're here in the fall? Wanting more cover, wanting more seclusion, wanting more room, still looking for does, you know how are they gonna to tread a little softer a little quieter a little more out of the way than those are going to and that's what you want to keep in mind when you're looking for the right place to set up so all these things can work together in terms of how you maintain your land what habitat improvements you can make um where you want to set up where you want to look for sign and when you want to look for sign right so if you see a lot of rubs you know, deer rubbing their antlers on trees in the summertime, well, that's useless for hunting season because they're not going to be there most likely. You might see an area, though, where there's no sign of rubs, and then the pre rut begins. You want to get out there and you want to do a little scouting. You want to see, is there any sign of, of bucks coming into this area? You want to look for those rubs. Now, you, you got to keep in mind, though, a buck may not visit a rub a second time. Some rubs are maybe perennial, but most of the time, buck is not going to just come back to the same rub and rub his antlers every day or every couple days. So you want to look for patterns of rubs. You want to look for fresh rubs. You want to look for signs that a buck has been there recently and they may not rub there again, but they may be in the area. So then you look for, if I was a buck in this area, where would I go? Where would I feel um, safer? Where would I feel happier? Where would be the, the ideal place for me to have extra cover, to have extra distance, but to still be able to look for does? Um, where would I eat? You know, What would I do? You would need to think in those kind of terms, knowing a little bit about these things. You have doe land, you have buck land, and they come together for the rut, but for most of the year they're separate. And even when they come together, they don't necessarily use that land the same way. So this will help you depending on what you want to hunt and where you want to hunt. Now, at the same time, if you want to hunt does, then wherever they're at, that's where they're at. Wherever you see their patterns in the summer or in the early fall, that's very likely to be very similar to their patterns during the hunting season. So you can set up on does and does are more predictable. Does will take less pressure. It's easy to do. so you can, you can manage your property, and maybe you have some buck stands, and maybe you have some doe stands, or some buck blinds and some doe blinds, because maybe you want to hunt them both. Maybe you want to take a couple does, and you still want to go out looking for some big bucks, but you have different stands in different areas, you know, with the intel you're able to get, for with the, the knowledge you're able to obtain with the trail cam photos you're able to, to put together in terms of where are they. And that's the other thing, Trail cams are huge for this kind of thing because bucks very often will repeat their same movement patterns year after year. So they might leave their core summer and fall, early fall area, and then they may do a six mile loop and they just, they run that loop over the course of three or four days every year they may. So you can get a buck on a trail cam that comes through that area, you know, two or three times in a season. Well, he may, he's likely to be back in that same area next season, two or three times. And as long as he's alive, he's likely to keep running that same loop. That's what he's familiar with. So I've known people to pattern bucks. Literally, that buck has won their property once or twice a year. They get him on their trail cams. After two or three years, they know, okay, this is the time of year that he comes. This is the area that he's in. This is how many times that he's here. They try to, you know, try to anticipate that and they can set up in areas like that, knowing that if those deer are still alive, they're very likely to be coming back. Which is another great reason to keep your trail comes, trail cams up after the season's over. So you can see what bucks survive the season. Right? When the season ends, don't take your trail cams down. Leave them up for a couple more weeks or a couple months because if those bucks are still running their routes, if those deer are still doing their patterns before they head back to their their home ranges, then you're going to see who's still out there. And then you can think about this and plan for next year. So these are all things to keep in mind. Hopefully this is helpful for you guys. Head to the newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes for this episode and other episodes. Leave us a comment. Let us know what else you'd want to hear about. Let me know if this is, you know, helping you and so forth and so on. So, till next time, God bless you guys and go get them in the woods.
1: I'm Will Cooper, host of Hunt Stand's Make Your Mark podcast.